Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A reading from Hebrews. We have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold fast to our confessions, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the thrones of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. A Gospel reading from the 10th chapter of Mark. Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter into the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers, and sisters, mothers, and children, and fields with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Last week, I had the good fortune of being able to share great news with you and to be able to tell you about the ordination of Amy, of Pastor Amy Mihalich Smith. Uh, she's the one in the middle, and she is someone who grew up in our congregation. Uh, I wanted to be able to sh- share that message with you to tell you how we as a congregation have been able to encourage her in her discernment and to be able to talk about how a lot of our members in this congregation have walked alongside her, and then she's been able to share that with us to be able to, ta- to tell us and to be able to teach us. I also shared with you the importance of cultivating the seeds of ministry. And then I left you with a cliffhanger to make sure you'd come back this week. All right. So I told you all about what the youth of faith, uh, what matters to them. And I said I would share those results with you today. And I can tell by looking at your faces through your masks that you're all sitting on the edges of your seat. Like, I can't wait to see what Pastor John's going to tell us. Well, I'm going to wait a few more minutes, all right? So nothing like a good cliffhanger to to wait till the end of the message. So before I get to that, I'm going to give you a little bit more background, just a little bit more, because I think it's helpful to understand why I asked the youth for their feedback. So in September, uh, we had an event where the stewardship committee gathered a few members of our congregation to, to come together and just ask them some questions like, hey, what matters to you? What matters here at Faith Lutheran? How do you see the mission of our congregation being lived out? How do we see how we are led by the Spirit to share God's grace? And what we did is we watched a video that 
talked about the impact of Faith Lutheran that it has on some of our members and why it matters that we share our gifts with the church. And so I'm going to show you that video. So some of you may have seen this before, but it's a great video because it's going to show us as a congregation what really does matter, why the mission here at Faith matters. Faith Lutheran has impacted our lives um, in the past year in many ways. Um, we're new members of the church, and one of the main ways is we really feel like we are becoming a part of the faith family and community, and um, it's made our family um, very blessed. One thing that impacted my life over the course of last year was probably the trip to the Boundary Waters. You had to meet all, a bunch of new friends and experience everything going on, and just have some fun out in the lakes. And I'd like to thank the people that keep our church going and being able to organize all these fun things and probably just keeping the place together. A lot of the glue of the church is relationships. And we see that uh, in the coffee hour following, uh, following worship. And uh, just a lot of impactful things. But I think uh, two things uh, that I would probably... Uh, uh, most uh, be most impactful to me are the worship experience and uh, relational experiences. Being a part of Faith Lutheran has impacted me um, because it made me realize that having a group to kind of rely on or ask for help with something um, is more important than I thought. Uh, because, for example, in the Boundary Waters trip, um, without my group to help me do certain tasks, uh, we wouldn't have survived. <laughs> well, it matter, well, it matters to me because I, f I feel like the highest highs in life I get are uh, in relationship to other people. And uh, the gifts that I have, I think, uh, are relational. I'm able to uh, pretty much relate to anybody and... and uh, I, I, as a visitation pastor, I feel I have the best job in the church, just going out and visiting with people and getting to uh, know them and things in their lives and sharing things. Uh, it's, it's the best. It's, it's the best there is. Because to me, the name of the game is grace. And uh, Lutherans are steeped in the concept of grace and what it really means it means God's unconditional love for us. And uh, if there's one thing I think I have found that people find the hardest to accept, oftentimes, is God's unconditional love, God's grace. And uh, the more we can uh, expound upon grace and what it means, uh, the more it gives us life. There's all the activities uh, that take place that really uh, uh, get you to interact with the others um, and uh, understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus. I would share that Faith Lutheran, um, the congregation has been very welcoming to our family. We feel very comfortable and um, very blessed to be a part of it. <laughs> I would say number one is exciting. I think it's an exciting thing to be engaged here at Faith Lutheran because there's so many ways uh, we can be engaged. I mean, there's so many different excuse me, ministries that we can be involved in. Uh, 
the relation again relationships uh, it's, I think it's just exciting I think it's, it's lively it's life it's uh, life giving everybody at faith has been very generous to our family um, we've made some wonderful connections and I feel like every time we come through the doors we get um, blessed with a smile from somebody we don't know and um, somebody tries to sit down and get to know us better and it's been very great. On a confirmation Sunday, my grandparents uh, attended church to witness me being confirmed. Um, my grandma's health was failing and after the service ended, she had a medical episode. Um, we called 911 and the paramedics arrived and started to give her treatment and help. Um, meanwhile, Kathy and Pastor John comforted us and prayed with us and made us feel like it was going to be okay. Um, and it made me feel really lucky to be a part of this church. Well, I'm very excited for the future of Faith Lutheran Church. I can't express enough about Pastor John and, and his leadership. And uh, I marvel at him many, many times, uh, just how he is able to uh, push forth uh, good ministry and so many different ministries here, uh, more than just on the inside of the church, inside the walls, but outside the walls, pressing outside the walls. And to me, that is just, uh, that's exciting. That's fantastic. And that says, when you start pushing on the outside of the walls of the church, uh, you've got a great future in front of you. To everybody that's giving at Faith, we want to say thank you and that you're an inspiration to our family. We're looking for ways that we can um, contribute in the future. We would like to extend a big thank you for those of you who give your time, talent, and treasure to our church. Your support is making a big difference in many ways, one in which is providing a safe and nurturing space for young children to learn about God's love. Thank you again for your ongoing support. The biggest thing I say is thank you so much because there are so many people who are involved in the ministries of the church, uh, this church. It's just, uh, I find phenomenal. Uh, sometimes there's no rule that 20% to 80%. I think it's more like 50% here, or even more. I think more even, because people are engaged, and uh, they do. They find a place, and they serve. There's just so many different opportunities to do that. It's... Uh, it's an exciting thing. It's a, it's a terrific thing. I want to say thank you because the church wouldn't be the same without you. I want to thank everybody who helped make that video possible, too, just to be able to share those stories. I think it's fun for us to be able to see what an impact our ministry has on each other and the community. And so after we watched that video, the Stewardship Committee gave everybody an opportunity who had come and gathered to reflect on the ministry here and to kind of ask each other some of those questions and to think about what are some of the most important things that our congregation can focus on. What do we do here? What, what really gives us some life and, and really shows where the ministry is going? And we often talk about our own individual stewardship for the next year, but one of the things that we wanted to do was be intentional about what's the church intentionally going to do with our time, talent, and treasure. So we did something where we passed out Bible bucks 
fake money with Noah's face on it and gave this fake money to everybody who'd gathered. And we said, look, we're going to give you nine buckets to place 10 individual $1 of fake money and just say, what matters to you? And so we we came up with a a list. Here's nine buckets of things that we do here at Faith where if we're going to focus on these, would this be something that you would want to invest our time and talent and treasure in? So hunger, refugees, homelessness, veterans ministry, you kind of see that that bucket of of kind of outward uh, ministry of being able to help our neighbors. Uh, The children, youth, and family, thinking about that more of like a, hey, how do we continue to support our kids? Scholarships, getting our kids involved in ministry. The social justice and advocacy piece is sometimes one of the things that we don't necessarily put a lot of focus on, but this is the behind the scenes. How do we actually go way upstream to be able to help someone? Uh, And then we had internal upgrades, like how do we maybe upgrade some stuff inside the sanctuary and external grounds? What are some things around the building that might need a little bit of love? Uh, And then worship. Are there things that we can do or people we could bring in uh, to be able to enhance worship? So with this, we had these nine buckets. And I love to, like, I'm guessing some of your heads are churning right now. You're like, well, well, where would I put those 10 Bible bucks? I'd love to hear your answers. But what we found out that night was fascinating. Because everyone got their Bible bucks, and they had a chance to put that all in there. And I'm not going to tell you what you did until I tell you a little bit more about the kids. Because I did the same activity a couple of days later on confirmation night. I did the same thing where I showed the kids, hey, these are the buckets, and I explained to them what to do. And so the, the students met with their small groups and talked a little bit about, hey, like, what are some of these things? What would this mean if we actually supported this? And so at the end of the night, the students placed their money in those Bible, uh, those Bible bucks into the buckets as well. And funny story, right? I'm walking around, and, and I'm, I'm talking to some of the groups as they're about to place their money in the Bible, um, in the buckets. And I, I went up to this group of eighth grade boys, and I said, hey, what, did, what do you guys think about this? Was, was this fun tonight? And one of them just goes, I bet, I bet, well, he, I'm going to say adults, but I bet the old people uh, put internal upgrades and external grounds. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Is that what you're planning to do? No way. Definitely not. Okay. Well, we're anxious to see if he was right then, aren't we? Uh, here is what the adults said, and I'll, I'll kind of read this out for you. Social justice, veterans, uh, internal upgrades, and external grounds, all under 10%. Worship was at 10%, but then you'll notice the biggest bucket of, of all was CYF, children, youth, and family. In fact, uh, 18% of the Bible bucks were devoted to that bucket. And then we had three of them in a row that were just really kind of Kind of big, homeless, home, uh, homeless, hunger, and refugees. That was two, three, and four. I mean, these are three of the key, if you talk about homelessness, hunger, and, and refugees, if you think about three of the things that we have been focusing on quite a bit as a church, it does not surprise me that that's where we wanted to put our money where our mouth is. Uh, but if the adults' number one priority is youth, I'm a bit curious about what the youth and their priority is. So, here we go. Got a couple of tiny slivers there. Worship was 3%, external grounds 3%, internal upgrades 4%. Uh, Very small, very few Bible bucks went in there. However, 
really big was refugees, 21%. As I talked about this after the fact uh, with some of the guides, they, they talked about how relevant it was. It was something that they were hearing about and saying, wow, this is really something we could connect with. It's what they're hearing about in the news. Like, wow, as a church, we could really do this. Hunger which they're being exposed to all the time. We talk about it as they have children's messages with God's work our hands. Homelessness, which is something we've been talking about. So one, two, and three with refugees, hunger, and homelessness are all, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, one of the things that also surprises me or that you can see is children, youth, and family was not their priority. It was part of maybe that bottom quarter of, of how they would, would put this together. I, I see this as being a very altruistic way of looking at things for the kids. Like they're like seeing, we want to do things that are going to help people outside of the walls. Pastor Steve really alluded to that in that video too, didn't he? He said, wow, we are really alive because we're pushing outside of the walls. I love that the adults of our congregation want to invest in the youth of our congregation, but I also love that the youth and the adults seem to have some agreement on where we want to push. Where do we want to go forward? How do we want to welcome refugees? How will we provide food to the hungry? How will we walk with our neighbors who are homeless? And I think about in today's story that there are some really, really unsettling things in that gospel lesson. I mean, we might feel really unsettled when we hear about what Jesus has to say about who, someone who's rich. How can we then enter the kingdom of God? But what's buried inside that lesson today, which we don't focus on, but we should, is it's not about us. It's not about our actions. I think God is, in, in God's abundance through this message that we hear from Jesus, he's really showing us that, like, with God, anything is possible. And so we really need to take that to heart as well to really turn it over to God and say, God, we're trusting in you. And I see how the disciples struggle with this. Peter is struggling. He said, you know, Jesus, we've given up everything to follow you. And maybe he's like, wow, I, I passed the test. Maybe I'll get a pat on the back. Like, good job, Peter. But that's not what he gets at all. Instead, Jesus is telling him that everything means that, yes, you have given up everything and that this love of God will grow your family will grow. Your, your brothers and sisters will grow. Your mothers, your children, that will all grow. Uh, but so will fields of persecution. What are we signing up for? And although today as we sit comfortably in this sanctuary or at home sipping on a coffee or whatever we're doing, we might not be facing the threat of persecution. Yet being a Christian truly does set us apart. Being a Christian comes with great responsibility. We have a very important calling that Christ has led us and taught us all about. And our community is watching. Based off of these exercises that we did with the Bible Bucks, I, I truly believe that we are ready for the ways that Christ is calling us. And so in the weeks to come, we're going to give you some ideas about what that ministry could look like if we invest deeper into refugees and hunger and homelessness. We'll talk about what it might look like to be a circle of welcome congregation for a refugee family next week. We'll give you an update on what's going on with the tiny houses, but also ways that we as a church are walking with our homeless neighbors. We'll explore ways to support our youth by encouraging them in their own development. 
And we're also going to talk about why investing in the facility maintenance, even if that wasn't at the top of the list, might actually be something important for us to do. Because by supporting the building and being able to make sure that the structures that are here helps us to gather and to be able to live out what we've been called to do. Faith, we are people set apart. So let's do some extraordinary things out of that abundance. Let's do some extraordinary things out of the generosity that God has placed on each of our hearts. Let's live that call to love in ways that we may have never imagined, yet keeping in mind that one thing, that our kids, they're learning from us. They're observing us. They're watching what we're doing. This is our chance. This is our chance to model how Christ has taught us to live. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.